The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty, will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Log on to Denver Comic-Con to purchase your tickets today. Also, the best way to listen to Real Nerds Podcast is through Tweaked Audio Earbuds. If you logged on to tweakedaudio.com, go into the checkout in the coupon box, type in Real Nerds as one word, R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S, and you'll get a third off your whole order. I'm surprised every week when you can say that, right? Right? Yeah. I did mess up one time. Yeah, you did. And for all those people who are like, oh my God, I missed Ryan. I'm so back on the air. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough uh, week. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to the show, guys. Not your best effort. That's what you said <laughs> last time. <laughs> Man. I don't I just, think we'll ever please you, Dad. I yeah. mean, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> now go outside and mow the lawn. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, for our regular listeners, you, you might have started the Real Nerds podcast and say, whoa, what's that smooth late night jazz I'm sexy. hearing? It's a, I'm already, I feel sexy. This it week. is sexy. It's getting hot in here. It's getting really hot. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine, Charlie, who I worked with at Outback, uh, mentioned, just sent me a message. Uh, do you remember? What the, Charlie's here, by the way. Charlie, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Charlie, and I wrote your new theme song. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I forget the initial message, but uh, I, I mooched off him because I, I knew you were a muse- musician. And I said, hey, I'm looking for a theme song. Will you write one for me for free because I'm poor because I'm married? <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll do it as long as we pimp you out. So, uh, Charlie, tell us a little bit about your inspiration for the theme song for us and uh, what got you into music and why you love music so much. Um, well, at a young age, my mom... She said uh, she was kind of throwing instruments at me, and uh, she at first she suggested a violin. She's like, does that interest you at all? And this is a true story. I, I flat out told her that's a girl's instrument. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I, I played violin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anymore, Charlie. No, no offense. <laughs> um, so, uh, But I ended up going with the piano, and I stuck with that, and you know, kind of the traditional lesson plan, and learned sheet music and all that good stuff, and then... Uh, the jazz part came in in high school. I did four years in the the jazz ensemble, and you know taught me how to read chord charts and you know play with other musicians, and that was pretty cool. And then you know I started getting into my angsty uh, teenage rock phase, you know, like Tool and Tool and Corn and that's you know, angsty. Yeah, yeah, Nirvana. Nirvana was the kind of the thing that pushed me over the edge, like many other teenagers. And I I said to myself, well, learning the guitar would be pretty cool. 
And so then I started going into a rock direction and, you know, getting some tablature online and, you know, learning Blink-182 songs and Nirvana songs, you know, easier power chord songs and just kind of built upon that and uh, stuck with piano and guitar mostly. And I try and pretend how to play the bass sometimes. And yeah, I just kind of stuck with it and then started writing my own music and just had fun with it. That's awesome. And I heard that if you start with the piano, other instruments are easier to play because of it, because you understand reading the music. Is that true? Yeah, well, I think that's part of it. And then in high school, to get some AP credit, I decided to try and try my luck at a AP music theory class, which I ended up enjoying a lot more than I thought I would. And and that you know that gave gave me kind of a foundation to you know like understand what's a four chord what's a five chord you know how to kind of break it down analytically and sometimes that's a bad thing to do when you're writing music you know cuz you start overthinking things and and you'll hear a lot of famous musicians who are like classically trained say you know I took music theory but you know when I write songs I I still a lot of times just throw that out the window so but it, it it you know it's it's good stuff to know I think you know when you're trying to fill in some gaps you know creatively and and you kind of know how the the music side of it works so yeah I I think that was that was helpful it was beneficial very cool and your inspiration for our theme song because I didn't give you a lot to go on I'm like hey do it and do it good or I'm not going <laughs> to use it uh what what drew you into making one because you listen to the show and i appreciate that thanks buddy yeah no problem Um, and so what you know what what was your inspiration for that i mean i know what it is but i want you to tell the audience what it is (laughs) (laughs) well i you know i whenever i think of uh you know i was listening to your show and i thought it's just these these laid-back dudes just kind of you know kicking back and talking about movies so I, I at first i thought it was kind of the easy answer to say oh I'll, I'll make some exaggerated you know four on the floor techno beat or you know like some really processed you know distorted guitar like rap rock guitar riff but uh you know, I, I thought, well, what about like a laid back, cool talk show vibe? You know, like <laughs> like Charlie Rose or Saturday <laughs> yeah. Night Live. Like the saxophone thing, you know, whenever, brilliant, I, th- whenever I think of saxophones, it's like Saturday Night Live, you know, the oh, big yeah. screaming sexy saxophone. So that, yeah, just like laid back late night talk shows and, and then SNL. Those are probably the main influences right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's it's called Late Night Flicks. So uh, you even named it after us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And, th- yeah. and thanks for doing that for me, just, you know, saying, hey, you should write this for us. And and you did. So Yeah, no problem. Uh, what a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I can. You know, um, for those of you who have never listened to Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie every week. This week we went and saw Iron Man 3. Yeah, we did. So stay tuned for the roof for that. Uh, Charlie knows. He listens to the show. But we'll spoil it. We'll give you a chance to listen to the trailer and then see if you want to see this movie. Everybody's seeing it. And yeah. then, uh, you know, listen to what we have to say about it. Um, last week, these guys thought they were really funny and started messing with my show. <laughs> and now that I'm back, you will not mess with the show anymore. I will get it back to in the upper 100s of Stitcher. I'm tired of you guys, you know, sabotaging the show with your... Actually, technically, we actually went up a thousand points last week on Stitcher. So... Hooliganities. <laughs> I don't even know. For the first time in two months. <laughs> Nice. 
So well, stick it up your ass. You know what? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> you, Brad. Well, I'm not with Brad. I'm not with Brad. No, no, no. Uh, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a plan all along. I knew it. No, I, I never betrayed you, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we also we do some fan mail. We talk about the movies we've been watching. We also talk about box office numbers, movie news. I have a comic book for you this week. Cool. And then we go into Iron Man 3. Yeah, I have a question about sure. uh, when, when you guys break down box office numbers. You know, I'm I'm a math guy. I I you know that's, I went to engineering school, so mm-hmm. you know, like the, the number thing. You know, the whole an- analysis of box office numbers. I I sometimes get obsessive about that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever predict what a movie's gonna make? Uh, not on the show, but we'll we'll say it like like when we're going to see a movie, yeah. we'll talk about it, like, well, this will do this. Like we were talking recently, uh, just today, about the fact that um, Great Gatsby is next week. There, there's no way that movie is going to make any money be- snug between Iron Man and Star Trek. Um, but as far as like making guesses and then seeing how close we get, I don't think any of us really. Like, I don't do think that. the book is main, main, mainstream enough to attract an audience, but I think the musical aspect might work. But yeah. again, I don't think the yeah, musical crowd is. I, I don't know. I think we're getting pretty really good at it. And I, I, we They're start getting one. Pretty good by how many people I recognize are in the theater. You know, we saw Iron Man three at ten o'clock last night, and the theater was almost full. Oh, yeah. So to me, that means that movie is going to be huge. Yeah, and you you know, and it's going to be. It's, they're they're Al- predicting it to be the second biggest opening ever. Alamo added screenings on Thursday to oh, wow. fulfill demand. Wow. So yeah, I still have to make it to Alamo. I hear oh, you, you and many others rave about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is. It's fun. Yeah. So you can call us seven two zero six nerds five. We haven't got a call in a few weeks. We love hearing your voices, so please call us. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure we got a call this week. We did not get a call this week, Brad. No, no. Let's. Let's. Uh, you want me to dig it up for you? Yeah. Prove me wrong. Okay. Here we go. Hey, James, Brad, or the real dicks, not the real nerds. This is your host, Ryan. Yeah, I had a couple. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I might be driving down a highway. And I have you been home I'm fine. I tell you what, real nerds dicks. I'll be on the show this week and I'm gonna tell you what I think about the show when when Ryan's not there. Ryan is great. You guys are dickheads. But now I don't even know what I'm talking about and I'm getting uh, fuck, I'm getting pulled over. You guys are dicks, man. I'll see you on the show. Bye. What the fuck? You, you, uh, Who was uh, that guy? <laughs> That's bullshit. How did you get that phone call? Was, <laughs> that was, was horrible. That, was that my dad? <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt to act drunk. <laughs> <laughs> act. It's funny, though. It is, yeah. yeah I, 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 you know, I thought of this bit where I was calling him drunk as I was driving, and as I was driving to see a movie we saw this week, I called and acted drunk. And uh, I nearly drove off the road laughing so hard. Listening <laughs> nice. To my nice. And, and it's funny because Google Voice will send you a transcript of the voicemail. And it's and be- poorly translated. It's so poorly translated because I'm slurring all the words. and <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my attempt at a joke for being drunk well, since I've never really been drunk. While we're doing fan mail and people almost driving off the road, uh, we got a message on Facebook this week from a guy, Dan, 
uh, who I, I, I know. He, I, I work with him. He's good people. And then, yeah. No, not the guy who's been on the show, but a different guy. Yeah, I know. Um, you say that better. I, yeah, he is good people. <laughs> uh, and he said he reposted our show from last week, uh, which thank you, Dan. That was cool. And he said, if you are blessed with the gift of hearing, bless yourself by listening to this show. I have been listening to this episode for a couple of days. Every couple of minutes, I'm smiling and laughing. I spit my Coke through my nose onto the dashboard of my car listening to the skit. James, you owe me a new car. I don't like movies, comics, or video games, but I'm addicted to the Real Nerds podcast. Thank you so much, Dan. Wow. That was really sweet. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Transcending made my nerd day. culture. I think anytime liquid gets shot through the nose, that's that's <laughs> yeah, a good like from a, a humor barometer. standpoint, that's a good sign. Well, Absolutely. especially Coke. Man, that that burns. <laughs> that's gotta yeah. burn. That's not cool at all. So yeah, you can leave us a message on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. Yeah. You can tweet us real underscore nerds. You can visit our website, which is amazing, by the way, yeah. realnerdspodcast.com. Send us an email, real ner- realnerds at gmail.com. And, you know, stay tuned because we today we're filming our web episode. Shh. That's still a secret, everyone. I've been tweeting set photos in <laughs> stuff from it. Well, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Should we just uh, say, advertise it? May 28th yeah, at the May 28th. Oriental Theater. Come see the world premiere of the first episode of the Real Nerds Podcast pod show. Something like that. Starring Ryan Frost and no one else. That's right. <laughs> Everybody else is shit. Plus, uh, keep your eyes, speaking of things coming up on, on, on Real Nerds, keep your eyes on the website and on all of our Facebook and Twitter stuff because uh, T-shirt sales are going to start this week. Oh, yeah. Um, and limited go edition T-shirts. We should yeah, point yeah. that out. Yeah, they're um, going to have to be ordered in advance. And so Yeah, uh, whatever we charge for them, it's not we're making money off them. It's just Ew. whatever we paid for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Denver Comic Con exclusive, mm-hmm. real nerds T-shirts. We saw Brad working on the, the design of them at Starfest, and they're pretty badass. Oh, dude! They're so, so, I'm so excited. So we're pretty excited for that. Yeah, you can visit. You can see us at Denver Comic Con too. We'll be there yeah. May thirty first through June second. And make sure you buy your tickets before the May fifteenth. Prices go up on May fifteenth. Yep. Is there is there any update on you getting the hug, Stan Lee? That seems to be no. We won't know, know until big, that day. It's a yeah. big goal. It is. I it's know. A huge. Yeah. It's a huge goal. It's going to be a huge hug. It is. Don't break him. Whoa. No, 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 no. Tomorrow in the Denver Post. Stanley Local fanboy crushes. <laughs> crushes by crushed by fan. And of course we start every episode when I'm running the show <laughs> with stuff we've been watching. I'm petting like something. I don't know what I'm petting yet. A cat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh since I wasn't here last week, and Charlie is our guest, we'll let Charlie go first. Charlie, did you watch anything fun this week? Well, you know, to prepare for last night's movie, I had to go back and watch Iron Man 1 and 2. Nice. Oh, yeah. uh, pretty much back to back, and it, it was it was really cool to kind of rediscover the first one. The first one is so incredible. Fantastic. It's so incredibly made. I think I think what makes that movie really good is the fact that there's kind of equal amounts of buildup from the protagonist and the antagonist side, you know? So, like, when the big showdown happens, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. You know, that that's one thing I really like about the movie. And, obviously, Robert Downey Jr. is spot on. Just, <sighs> just stealing the show. He's <laughs> dreamy. He's dreamy. Have you... I know that's been one of your things, Ryan. Have you gotten through all the movies? Uh, I'm missing four. And as soon as I can locate them, I will watch them. <laughs> um, you know, they're ones that are on DVD on Amazon, and they're still like 17 bucks for no special features or anything. So it's hard for me to oh, drop 17 man. 
bones on a Robert Downey Jr. movie that's probably a horrible transfer. So yeah, but you know the Iron Man one and two, those were pretty good. I, you know, I thought uh, I want your guys' take on Iron Man two. I I hadn't seen it since I saw it in the theater. I think it got a little bit distracted by the whole like upcoming Avengers movie. I think it kind of got. Lost its mojo a little bit. Uh, it's still a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but it, it definitely feels like the one where they're sharpening their teeth on the whole idea of of bringing everything together. You know, because that, that was the first one where there were there were being they were making nods to the other Avengers movies and like really starting to set stuff up. Um, and I, yeah, I think it suffers in some places, but I still really like that movie. You know, mm. it's definitely not the best, and I would probably say it's the worst of the Phase One Avengers movies. Um, mm. But I think it's I think it was yeah fun. it's still a cool movie yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's not like great but I mean it's still fun even even Robert Downey Jr. has come out and said like you know that he thinks that there were problems on that movie and that they just felt a little bit rushed and didn't didn't quite know what where they should be and what they should be doing um, so yeah I I, th- I think there's a lot of things to like about Iron Man two uh, Iron Man one though for me it's still a good movie but what really irks me is Jeff uh, Bridges yeah Jeff Bridges right mm-hmm. yeah his dialogue in that la- climactic scene where he's just like, I'm going to kill you, Tony over oh. and over again. Mm-hmm. Like it's so lazy. And yeah, you're right. Just uh cliched villain, you know, and like, that it could was, be way better. Sorry. But that, that was one of the complaints. Um, and we should try to remember to bring this up later for Iron Man three. One of the complaints about the, both of those first two movies is that at the end, it's basically one big CG robot fight. Um, and then it, it doesn't quite feel as climactic. Uh, as you kind of want it to, just because it's basically, uh, especially with two, where it's just a bunch of Iron Man's fighting. Yeah. And when um, do the lasers stop? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Way too many lasers at the end. Of Iron Man yeah. one, two. Yeah. Is there a point where they don't cut anything? Because it seems like this is going forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was the only thing over the past week. But then I'm kind of on a Robert Downey Jr. kick. I saw for the yes. first time. I saw the first. I'm influencing Sher- people. Yeah, the first Sherlock Holmes. That's that, great. Oh, movie. Yeah. that was a that was a really enjoyable, like fast paced movie. Yeah, and, I, and I, it it, to- it made total sense at the end. I had forgotten that Guy Ritchie did that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like super fast, super. You know, it didn't really drag at all. It, it was interesting the whole way. You know what I, I always thought. say about his movies is Guy Ritchie makes cool movies. You know, all his characters are cool. Yeah. It's shot really cool. I think he's just a cool director. It's the only. It's oh, sorry. It's the only time I've ever like shocked, been shocked by a Dutch angle. There's that shot where he he puts the hat on and then like puts it at an angle and the camera turns with him. And I remember sitting next to my mom seeing that movie and we both like jumped like it was a scare moment because <laughs> we just weren't expecting there to be a Dutch angle there. Like it was, it was crazy. I liked. Uh, it, it was done more during the first half of the movie, but when he. Uh, he's like analyzing exactly how the fight's gonna pan out. He's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, paralyzing punch to the to the solar plexus, and then he just like maps it out, move by move, and then he kicks the dude's ass. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been watching. Great, cool. dude. I, you know, anytime I can, you know, influence people to watch Robert Downey Jr., I've done my job <laughs> on this show. Uh, I saw a lot of things because I wasn't here last week. I'll just touch on a few of them. Um, I watched Hemlock Grove, which was the Netflix Eli Roth, um, Brian Fuller, Brian Fuller horror thing. It's oh, not Brian that good. Fuller's on that. Pretty sure. Yeah, and it's not that good. Oh man, really? Because um, that animated gift they have on like websites where the dude's turning into a werewolf and the werewolf's punching out of his face. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it. It's really uh, melodramatic at some points. Um, it, it's like. 
I've only seen a few episodes of True Blood, but you know how True Blood like embraces like the fucking and the blood and the guts and like the over the top stuff. Uh, yeah. This show seemed like they wanted to do it, but then they would pull back a little bit. And the whole time I, I was thinking, I said, this is on Netflix. You don't have to pull punches. Um, oh. I mean, there were some cool parts when the dude turned into a werewolf, like his eyeballs popped out and then the werewolf was eating his skin. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then, it, you know, whatever. And it's centered around this murder mystery about this girl who was murdered by a werewolf, I guess. I won't spoil it for you. Um, I mean, it's all right. It's not that great, though. Uh, I, I wasn't that impressed with it. Uh, I, I'm really waiting for rest development on Netflix, <laughs> and then I'll cancel it. Um, I, I really want to want to make it clear that uh, Brian Fuller is not involved with that show. Who is Wh- it? Who then? am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking of Hannibal. He's involved in Hannibal, but I don't, I don't know who's involved in Hemlock Grove. I was just looking at it, but I wanted, it's to, just Eli I wanted to make Sorry. sure I cleared his Sorry. name because I'm going to talk about yeah. <laughs> Brian Fuller. And uh, I also watched the pilot for Zombieland on Amazon. Um, the opening five minutes are really good. Um, the rest of the movie or show is not so much. And two, I, I'm kind of disappointed. It was only 22 minutes long. Ooh. So I, I think it's, it's one of those shows I feel should be an hour Yeah. because they don't let any of the characters develop. And, and it's really weird. They have this... <laughs> really big MacGuffin in it where OnStar is still available and the OnStar lady is telling him where to go. What? The whole time I'm like, why the fuck is OnStar still, why is this lady still posted at OnStar? It doesn't make any sense at all. It sounds sounds like they're trying to make it a comedy when I don't think that's what I would have wanted. Yeah, and it's really disappointing too because the guys who wrote the movie wrote the pilot Yeah, and it feels like they they just weren't given enough time. I mean, 22 minutes to watch a zombie movie where you kind of have to let the characters grow and they're also putting a lot of faith that you've seen the show uh, the movie because columbus broke up with uh what's that girl's name come on uh i forget his girlfriend's name uh whatever it's not Tallahassee. what's what's her fuck it's like wichita wichita yeah wichita. Stone. um so yeah eh, whatever uh I think it's unfortunate that they used the same characters for that show yeah a they little bit just, they should have just done something new a little bit. I also went and saw Pain and Gain, which you guys saw last Ooh. week. I saw that with my wife because, you know, it's a bunch of hunky guys. Did it give you a headache? Uh, no, it did not. Actually, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was totally, it was really weird because um, you're supposed to like Marky Mark's character in it and he was kind of a psychopath. Yeah. So it's hard to get along, along with him. But I really enjoyed The Rock in it. I thought The Rock was really funny. Um, and even uh, the guy who played uh, their friend, uh Mackey. What's his first name? Andrew Mackey? No. Uh, so anyways, the other guy in it, he was pretty funny. Um, you know, it's not every day you see some dude's head smashed in by a dumbbell. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, it was just a cool movie. Yeah. Um, I, it's a movie I want to watch again because I think I missed some parts in it. But the you know some parts were just so goofy. Um, you know, I saw it in the trailer where Mark Wahlberg is like, I really got to think. I got to start pumping iron. And the rocks it sounds like, yeah, yeah, get that burn. Get that burn. In the context of the movie, it's right after he smashes that dude's face in, and they give his girlfriend a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. So it's even more bizarre in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I still enjoyed it. Did, uh, did it feel long to you? No, no. not. Re- kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I guess a lot of people I've talked to uh, agree that for it's only like a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was three, three almost three. Yeah, watching it. Does, does The Rock have any free time anymore? <laughs> I know he's like he's on a t he's on like some TV show coming yeah, up, yeah. right? And then like two or three movies, and then isn't he like officially a, a WWE wrestler again? He was. Yes. He like, he dropped the belt though in WrestleMania. So uh, come on, Rock, he, get with it. Uh, they, they, he was saying that's his last match, and I mean, why would he wrestle anymore? Well, 
It's still probably fun. And to be fair, it's four movies, one a month. Yeah. For the for well, the last three months and then one yeah. next month as well. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. Wow. Vehicular warfare, get ready for it. Oh yeah. I guess we need a badass action star, you know, like I I've heard comparisons to Arnold, you know, like he's the modern day Arnold. Yeah. Some I, people, I totally think so, yeah. 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 He's cool. I like the Because he's also idea. done like those little family movies, you know, like The Tooth Fairy. Um, yeah. The, the game Tooth Fairy is this jingle all the way. Uh, i also uh listened to the commentary on tropic thunder and it is amazing uh because robert downey jr in it is playing osiris throughout the whole commentary (laughs) so uh and it's so funny and i you know he never says why they just start talking you know ben stiller it's ben stiller jack black and robert downey jr and ben stiller says hi i'm ben stiller i'm a writer director of uh tropic thunder and then he says, hi, I'm Jack Black. And then it goes, uh, I'm Osiris. And he just, the whole time, and then about halfway through the movie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Osiris says, hey, quiet, I, w- I want you to listen to this line. And it, it, it's a, and he's, the, it's after the dude blows up, the director, and uh, the other guy says, hey, man, what's, what the hell? Why don't you just drop character? He says, hey, I don't drop the character after the DVD commentary. <laughs> and so he took it from the movie into the commentary. It's great. And there's also a great documentary on it. I really just started digging into the special features of Downey movies. And it's called Reign of Madness. And it's a making of, making of the fake movie. So it has like all these funny interviews with the actors playing themselves. And Robert Downey Jr.'s character suffers post-traumatic stress syndrome after shooting the movie about Vietnam. So he flies to his fake family in Galveston, Texas, and holds them hostage. Like, he has his wife and his kids in, like, the bathtub, and he's like, shut your fucking mouth and blow your fucking brains out! And then it goes back, and then it cuts the next scene, and he's crying in a corner. Oh, my gosh, it's it's absolutely amazing. And they even have uh, Justin Terrio, who wrote the movie with Ben Stiller, uh, is this German filmmaker making it. And his lines are, he says, this is the making of, the making of, the best Vietnam movie that's ever been made because it's the making of. And it's just the weirdest dialogue. And he's, you have to watch it. It's, it's amazing. And uh, the last thing I saw this week is I wanted to get into a Shane Black mode. Oh. So I went and bought Lethal Weapon on Blu-ray. And that movie's still awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, just because the ridiculousness of it, uh, you know, the, the unmotivated butt in the moonbeam walk where... You know, you just see Mel Gibson's ass and just getting up and walking because <laughs> yeah. it's totally ridiculous. Uh, my wife came in at a part where the house blows up and Riggs is on fire and Murtaugh jumps on him. And he says, hey, what are you, some kind of faggot? Get off me. And my wife thought that was really offensive. <laughs> I said, it's the 80s. They can say stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, the, the end climactic scene where Gary Busey's character runs over a fire hydrant, making the water go everywhere like it's uh, raining. Awesome. And then they have this huge, like, front lawn brawl. And uh, just like Gangster Squad, exactly, but cooler because <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you know, Danny Glover says no, no, let him fight it out. I'm the sergeant on this <laughs> on this case, and so all the other cops come up and are just like watching them, and it's, it's awesome. I, w- what's funny about that series to me is that like some of the things that became character defining stuff about Riggs, like the fact that he can pop his own shoulder out, mm-hmm. not even in that movie, like no, like those that movie. That that series is one where when they when he would make sequels he would try to actually add things to those characters yeah. over time rather than just you know return to that character again. Um, but it's really man, cool like because uh, you know we watch Signs even though I hate Signs. <laughs> um, Mel Gibson's a great actor, yeah. and even in that movie where he's you know after he jumps off the building with the suicide guy and 
uh, Danny Glover pull, pulls him in and he says, you want me to kill myself? You want me to kill? Oh, dude, great scene. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to, like, the generalization of all 80s action movies, Lethal Weapon is totally it. With Eric Clapton at the beginning? Oh, oh yeah. Man. And, and Mel Gibson's got a pretty sweet mullet. Oh, dude. Yeah. Totally rocking it. Yeah, yeah, And I just love that he's just killing people randomly. <laughs> it's awesome. That movie still holds up. Yep. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I watched a lot of stuff we've already talked about, like Skyfall and Lincoln and Django. I'll rewatch them. Uh, the one thing that I saw that you guys didn't get a chance to was the aviation, uh, the aviation cocktail. Oh, oh cool! Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and uh, it's a it's a good movie. Um, some of the acting is kind of like leaves a bit to be desired, but um, you know the cinematography is great. The um, like it, it it looks fantastic. It's really polished. Um. Story-wise, it's a love triangle, which is my favorite thing. Oh, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be more historically um, period relevant, but it's it's more just like the lives of these three people and like this, you know, this love secret love triangle that's going on. Um, but otherwise, it's a, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say like for as much as they paid to make it, you know, that's not that shouldn't yeah, be a no, factor, no, no. right? Um, but still, like in the back of my mind, you know, they did a really great job with far diminutive of a budget than like most yeah. Hollywood movies so uh, kudos to David Higgins and those guys uh, they really knocked it out of the park um, yeah but just just some acting things I was, just wasn't convinced about so cool um, oh and, and like the sheriff's office uh, I think they shot it in a library so mm. there's like the, all the walls are just stacks of books so I didn't really feel like it was a sheriff's office so that, that bugged me a little bit but you know otherwise great job Maybe he's cool. a well-read sheriff. I was just gonna say. Yeah. I was just gonna say <laughs> really they're gonna come back and be like, yeah. "That was the actual sheriff's office, prick." <laughs> yeah, it he's might a be. I, I don't know. Yeah, that town they were in. So, for all I know, it could be. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you watch James? Um, well, since we're talking about love triangles, I wasn't gonna start with this movie, but this week I went to see the host. Oh, you son of a bee! <laughs> <laughs> be will, fair. Be fair. Which will make it'll Is... make Cora very happy. Oh yeah, no, no. Here's the thing. So. You know, I went into it, and I, I, as I was leaving my house, I was like, oh, no, I mean, it's going to be shit, but whatever, it'll be fun. Uh, and then as I was sitting in the theater, I was like, no, no, James, don't have that attitude. You got to you gotta give this movie its, it's, it's due. Like, you got to, as usual, want to like this movie. Um, and, man, this is so much better than the Twilight movies. Really? So much. This movie is pretty coherent, mm. for one thing. Um, and the best thing I can say about it is that its cast is amazing. Um what whatever I'm about to say about the plot and stuff, Shersha Ronan is always really good in yeah. the movie, uh, except for her voiceover. Um, William Hurt is in this movie, and every line, no matter how silly what he's talking about is, every line he delivers is great. So he's the Billy Burke of the host. He's to- well, yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, the two guys who play like the love interests in the movie are 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 decent. You mm-hmm. know, they're not as ham-fisted and awful as uh, the guys in Twilight. Um, and I think part of it is just that in this case, because they're doing a, they're doing a science fiction story that we've all sort of heard before, uh, of, you know, the body snatchers. Um, and because of that, and they're not messing with it the way that they mess with vampires in twilight. Mm -hmm. So you're able to sort of get into it a little bit easier. Um, the, my biggest problem with the movie, I think it works for the most part. I think it really is not a bad movie except for two main things. First of all, um, the story is like aliens come down and pretty much the first scene is Shersha Ronan's character gets kidnapped and gets an alien put inside of her. Um, and the, the deal is, is that in her case, she 
um, the original, I don't, I don't remember her original character's name. We'll say it's Kate. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Kate, the actual human, she's still awake inside of alien Kate, right? Uh, and she can talk to alien Kate. Now I got to look up the person's oh, that name. That sounds like Superior so Spider-Man. It's totally, it's totally like that. Um, uh, see, now I'm not going to be able to find it. Anyway, um, and the problem with that, Melanie, there we go, Melanie. Uh, so Melanie's inside of the alien's head talking to the alien, and it's all done with this really not very good voiceover that's, that's just telegraphing the point of every scene to you. Uh, and it sucks for the first 20 minutes because if they had left that out of there, so you really just didn't know whether or not Melanie was still in there or how much control the alien has over this body, and you just got to sort of see her swing back the other way, and then later she could start talking about, like, no, no, Melanie's in here and she's talking to me and these are the things she's saying, and and then, you know, um, that would be a lot more interesting, uh, and you would just get rid of the fucking awful voiceover that's there. Um, And the other thing is that eventually they... They add in the love triangle, and it it feels very um, forced, I should say. And and this one, it's the romance is not that bad. It's just really corny because basically, sh- she has her ex boyfriend, and they go to find him. And when they do, the alien falls in love with a different boy. So it's two girls, one body, two guys. How are they gonna figure this out? Um, but the the rest of the story they tell is is not bad. Um, Diane Kruger does a, a pretty good job and has an actually kind of interesting arc as a villain um, because she's she's a, this alien that's trying to find her because uh, she's run away and and her motivations for why she's trying to find her and why she is so mad at Melanie are are interesting. Um, it's just like almost I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and everybody's gonna throw shit. Uh, almost well written that character. I'll, yeah, um, yeah. I I was not mad that I saw this movie, straight up. Hey, um, you know, I loved Pitch Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I love it. I will never see this movie again. But I I I don't want to shit all over it because it's not that bad. Like you know, people who I, if if this movie were as big as Twilight, I would never get mad at this movie the way I got <laughs> mad at Twilight. Um, I would just be like, ah, oh, that's corny. But I watched Downton Abbey, so what do I know? Yeah. Um. Next up, I got a chance to finally see The Impossible, which Brett Ryan talked about in length um, from last year. And that movie is really good. It is, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, I cried. Uh, when, did, when did you cry? Uh, when it's like the, you know, as they welled up a little bit when he, at the beginning, when he was helping other people find their families. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end, too, where uh, he can't find his mom and they can't find his dad and yeah. the little other little brothers are like, Yes, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. totally when I cry. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, no. As soon as, yeah. Oh man, as soon as those brothers get together. Oh. <laughs> I mean, spoilers for the movie, but you know from the trailer, well, that it's gonna yeah, be. Well, yeah, it's a true it's story. Be, yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I, I read the article. Really gruesome, about it. man. Oh, man. That whole first twenty minutes, half hour are really hard to watch. Well, too, you know, I said earlier in my review of it that you know there's a shot at the beginning where you see Naomi Watts naked. You're like, yeah. why the fuck is there a shot of her naked? It's to establish how hot she is naked and then like how gruesome her, no how oh, gruesome yeah. her injuries are which yeah. she sustains it's well you and know, then because you're gonna see her naked later too so it's yeah it, yeah um and that little boy in it is so good yeah lucas is really great yeah um man i don't know it's something about english kids and they do a really good job of balancing those two stories oh anytime yeah that you tell you know i talked about this for place beyond the pines too but anytime that you're you're telling two v- 
two separate stories basically it can be hard to bounce back and forth and i, I think they do it really well it's a um, movie i i, I want to purchase because I, I i love the story in it and i yeah. thought it was so well done and i mean it's 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 terrifying but to know that that really happened and yeah uh you know those the waves and i, I couldn't even imagine and, and i think he does a really good job of while focusing on that family also having a lot of a lot of stuff of other families in order to make give you this this broader scope of like oh yeah yes this happened to these people and they were okay but not everybody was and you know you you see like just in backgrounds you'll see just horrible things happening oh yeah like, oh man um yeah it's really good it uh, might have been on my top 10 definitely in my top 20 from last year yeah if i'd gotten a chance to see it um i agree i also uh got Maron, uh mark Marin 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 the show Marin started this week I have to say it that way every time because I, by itself, you, I just want to say Moran. Um, so Marin started this week. It's basically Mark Marin's version of Louis. Like it's his own show on IFC. Um, and it's it's really good so far. Uh, you can see the first episode online for free if you don't have IFC. Um, and basically Mar- Mark Marin does a podcast and it's it's following him. And the first episode is just about him feeling like he's not very masculine. And he finds a dead possum underneath his house. And Dennis Leary tells him he's a pussy. And so he, he gets a, an assistant to help him try to get the dead possum out of his house. It's great. Um, I, so I, I love sure, his podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was actually the first pod. That's what got me into podcasts, actually. Yeah. The BTF so. is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a fantastic interviewer. Uh, yeah. Mark Marin, if you ever want to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime. If you're ever in Colorado. Um, and then the very last thing, for me at least, uh, was Mud. I got a chance to go see Mud, which is the new um, Matthew McConaughey movie. Uh, it was the movie that coming out of Sundance, seeing the trailers and the reviews for, I was the most excited for. I was like, this is this is a movie that is made for me. And basically it's a story about these kids in Arkansas who um, one morning they wake up and they go out to this island and they find this boat that's up in a tree. And they're like, oh, this is cool. We're going to make this into a fort and this is going to be our boat. And when they go up there, they realize that there's like there's beanie weenies and bread in there, and some dude's been living in there. And they meet Mud, who is Matthew McConaughey, uh, who's I don't want to tell too much about his story because I think that the way they reveal his whole plot is really fantastic. Um, but he's some kind of a criminal on the run, and the kids the kids kind of like him at first, and they decide that they want to stick with him for a while. Uh, and I, I think they tell a really fantastic sort of coming of age story about this main kid, Ellis, and his friend, Neckbone, um, who Ellis is is going through this whole thing where he's, like, starting to be attracted to girls, and that all is reflected in Mud's story, and it's it's really fantastic. Uh, if you want a good, like, sort of crime thriller, sort of drama with some really great kid actors in it, this is definitely worth checking out. Sounds um, like a modern-day Huck Finn, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, I've heard it compared to, ah, um, uh, oh, shit, what's the, Will Wheaton? Um, stand, stand by, by me. me. Stand by me. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely got some stand by me to it. Um, but yeah, no, I I really loved that movie. Um, it's it's the it's probably the best Matthew McConaughey performance since Frailty. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I I really want to see him. Yeah, I I feel like Matthew McConaughey gets made fun of a lot, but yeah. um, I, I Sahara is great. I, yeah, I would love. Yeah, I would love for him to be in more movies. Um, yeah, they should totally make Sahara too. Did you guys see Lincoln Lawyer? I, I really yeah. wanted to check no, that out. No, I never did. Yeah, it's good. My folks saw it and said it was good. But yeah. And then there's one more thing which we all saw, which was Midget Zombie Takeover. It is. We Friend got a chance of the to see podcast, it. Glenn Burgett's, uh debuted his movie, well, to us, I guess. Yeah, it's been around before. It's been around for a while. Um, 
So what what did you guys think? Actually, I thought for what it was, I thought he did really well. Oh yeah, there were some funny parts in it. Um, I I got his Leslie Nielsen Naked Gun kind of influence in it big time. Yeah, uh, because they would have you know people say the most ridiculous dialogue in the most serious way. When the one girl was talking about how her father, how she had to kill the zombies because her father was killed by zombies in Haiti, <laughs> was like really funny because yeah. it was just the most unusual, oh yeah, out of place thing. The one thing I, I I will say I did not like about it is I didn't like the the cutaways and I didn't like how scenes would fade away and then come fade into a new scene. Oh yeah, it seemed like there was there was no establishing shots. Um, and I understand you know he only had a two thousand dollar budget and he had to shoot it really fast. He did it yeah. in a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, two weekends. Two weekends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Was, oh, okay. uh, he only had the zombies for a day. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there are some parts that were, <coughs> meh. But and, I, and I wish there were more midgets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's technically only one midget yeah. and then just some short people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, he he addressed that. And, I mean, yeah. what's cool about uh, Glenn is he knew, you yeah. know, and he wasn't trying to make anything that it wasn't. And yeah. it was still fun. I mean, the yeah. part where the first guy gets attacked by, in the ankles by the zombie and <laughs> the other guy. Seems like um, everybody gets attacked in the yeah, ankles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. My, my hamburger's done. And he, like, slides past his friend while he's being eaten and picks up the hamburger off the the grill and then slides mm-hmm. back and yeah. that stuff's really funny i, I mean i really or the like girl that. who keeps referencing that she's, she's pregnant, pregnant. Yeah. yeah after having sex like 10 20 minutes earlier yeah yeah i mean he said afterwards do like, things for my baby he's, he said afterwards that like he he focused on the comedy because he knew that that was the thing that was that that, that was going to work the most out of everything else and i think it's true i mean i was laughing through the whole movie pretty oh, much yeah uh, i mean some of it was you know the schlockiness of scenes where where you know dialogue was just delivered so ham-fistedly that yeah. it was just hilarious but but i mean he knew that's what he what, what was going on like he he sort of embraced it and it made the movie better for it um but uh especially like the first time that billy shows up and he's he's in the background walking around with a hot dog sticking out of his mouth like you <laughs> yeah. realize you like realize really just Charlie how Brown over the top that the movie's gonna be yeah uh, and the sound stuff. wasn't that good at some points yeah um yeah, but, the whole but, hot tub yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, they talked about it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I still had fun with it. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that I really wanted to get because in the background of the movie, in this pool house they were in, it always had it had to die as hard, which is his parody on Die Hard, and it says it's nothing an English professor can't handle as a tagline. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I bought that movie because I really want to see it because I think he does have a good sense of humor, and oh, yeah. I, I always like those Naked Guns, Hot Shot movies, big time. Yeah. I like when movies do things to the point where you're not sure if they're meant to be taken sincerely or if it's camp. And it, one scene that came to my mind, and, and this was such a good movie-going experience for me, um, it, it took me a while to see the movie Gremlins. And hmm. I went to this old L.A. theater when I was living out in California, and they did a, a midnight showing. And uh, my girlfriend at the time surprised me. She's like, let's go see Gremlins. And, you know, that kind of crowd knows the movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't know what I was getting into. And there's that scene where, uh, what's her name? The the chick from Fast Times. Penelope Gates? Yeah, yeah. Gates. She's, Phoebe Gates. Phoebe Gates, yes. yeah. Um, she's, describing, she's describing why she doesn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. And it's like this really ridiculous story about like how he... he burn like he slipped dad, on the roof and yeah the dad like <laughs> like like burned in the fireplace or <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> and there was a guy just laughing his ass off behind me but i later went on wikipedia and, and there's actually a lot of um there's a lot of conversation that happened as to like whether or not that was meant to be campy or you know like 
like kind of a serious scene. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you ever have the opportunity and it's coming to your town, I mean, you should go see it. Oh, absolutely. They're uh, going to be in you're London. You're supporting an independent filmmaker. And, I mean, it's not... Uh, honestly, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be horrible. Yep. And it's not horrible. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I was the same way. I was watching the trailer like, oh, man, this is so this is so schlocky and looks taped together. And then I, I you know, went and saw the movie. And I, I bought it afterwards. Like, yeah. that was how much I really enjoyed it. Because I was like, oh, I got to watch this again sometime. Um, so, yeah, good for those guys. That was cool. Absolutely. We need to pay some bills. Here's who pays us. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Idiotilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address, I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm in content. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S. P. H. E. R. Oh, God. Spell the whole thing out. S. Oh, God. Just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Does it get any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway. Visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, what, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... <sighs> Ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sperks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? Gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Sparks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to SparksDomain.com. Bye! SparksDomain.com. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's man spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. 
This is the box office stats. The number one movie last week was Pain and Gain with $26 million. Go rock. I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, there was nothing else up against it except maybe Oblivion, but... I was surprised that Michael Bay made a movie for $21 million. Yeah. Yeah. So good for them. Were there any, like, good explosion scenes in that? I know that's, like, his thing. Uh, you know, there was there was one... I actually thought the scene where uh, Wahlberg was running across the the street and he got hit by the car was pretty cool uh, shot, where, like, stuff is flying out of the briefcase yeah. and he's doing, like, a flip in the air. I but, feel like something yeah. exploded. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, I feel the same way. Was it a car? Uh, no. Well, there was a shootout when The Rock um, stole that armored car guy's money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think mm. any boats or anything blow up. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Rock gets his toe shot off. Not. There's all the other shots uh, from yeah. Michael Bay movies, but I don't remember yeah. anything blowing up. Huh. So, it, yeah. Pain and Gain, you never know. Yeah, good job, Pain and Gain. Good job. What's coming out next week, guys? DVD releases and Blu-rays. Whole bunch of stuff. Is it really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I forgot. I, I looked at it, then I've been you know, shooting a movie for seven hours today. I forgot what came out. Well, let me refresh your memory. Thank you, James. You're welcome. That's why you're here. Uh, Jack Reacher comes nice. out next week. I love uh-huh. that there's an American flag now behind him. Yeah. That he's such a badass. <laughs> um, yeah, you can get that on Blu-ray. Safe Haven. Oh, this week the movie you've, that the movie you've wanted to watch. N- no, I don't want to wait. One of James's no. infamous what top ten from last year. That's a lie. Actually, it's this year. Movie. Is it this year? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. That's a quick return. Yeah, I think it, it made is. a lot wow. of money though. Yeah, I think it did all right. Yeah. Uh, Mama, Mama. Oh yeah, that movie's Mama cool. Comes out. Um, it's one of the endings for a horror movie that actually shocked me. So remember yeah. that. Check it out for the ending. I'm gonna have to check that. And there's out a part here. where Jessica Chastain is like bending over in this tank top. You can totally see down her shirt. <laughs> it's great. I'm buying it. I know. <laughs> I had new respect for her after Lawless. You know when she's just totally buck naked and walking towards the camera. Yeah. My pants got sharper. I hate you. All right, uh, Superman Unbound, which is a new animated Superman movie. So guess what? Uh, I can watch that. Am I? On my Injustice Gods Among Us oh, PlayStation really? game. It yeah. came with it? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. That's cool, I guess. Um, Upstream Color actually comes out this week. So you guys will have a chance to see it now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to go run out and, and uh, get a copy of it because I've... Then you can try and tell me what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you fall asleep during it? So Only it like now. the first maybe minute <laughs> as far as I can tell. Yeah, but that was the part <laughs> where he explained everything. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, just because I want to fucking mock this movie... Um, Queen Latifah's version of Steel Magnolia comes out what? this week. So a Queen Latifah version of Steel Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. They just made all of the women black and not as good actresses. Was that? Origi- <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. Is that was, was that originally based on a book? Uh, no, it's based on a play. Steel Magnolias was a was a play originally. So it's a movie. No then, Sally Field. I won't watch it. Uh, what? You no, won't watch no, it? I, it's I said Field? there is no Sally Field. Oh, yeah. so I won't. Watch I was just it. gonna say. Clearly, you've never seen Steel Magnolias because she's amazing in that movie. Isn't um, Manborg coming out this week too? No, that was last week. It was last week? Yeah, last week was Manborg. Uh, I was going to get it, it and then when I saw it, it was just the DVD, I was like, I'll wait for the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever comes. Anyway, so don't go buy Steel Magnolias. Yeah, I support the original. Yeah, man. Such a shame. Unspool real news, James. It's real news. It's light week. It is. Yeah, it's light week. Exciting. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the fact that there are M- NBC affiliates uh, who have refused to show Hannibal. Uh, 
Wow. If you remember when I talked about this a couple weeks ago, there's some disturbing stuff on that show. Yeah. And I was really shocked Good. that it was a network show because it's got balls to it. Um, last balls week, balls in it? No, there could be. There, uh, the way they've been going, People there, are they could put balls trial. in the movie. Uh, <laughs> last week, munches on some testicles this week. Hannibal. <laughs> um, yeah, he probably See is. Many. Oh, you guys are the worst. Anyway, um, last week, last week the murderer was um, this guy who had a brain tumor, and he was. Um, he was killing people and then skinning their backs and hanging their back skin up like angel wings and then Sweet. like and then How like am I not putting the show? them. I don't know. <laughs> I've been telling you to watch it. Um, and but it's really like disturbing shit that you would expect on at the very least an AMC or an A and E or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so there have been some affiliates that they're getting so many complaints from like boring people who don't like television. Where's um, the Bible Belt or something? Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Um, Utah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that they're they're not going to show it anymore, which sucks because if that show gets canceled because of that bullshit, well, I'm going to be on USA so pissed. Or yeah, maybe he can get it moved over, but they're like fifth in the like the ratings as far as major networks go. Like, why wouldn't you just do everything you can, like try yeah. everything? Yeah, I agree. Just... You know, if it's controversial, then people will tune in and watch it. You're already yeah. at the bottom. Like, yeah, just do whatever. Like, let people let people be in be shocked by it, and then the people who are into that stuff will flock to it. Yeah. Um, which again, if you aren't watching that show, cause it is really good. And I, I'm not, I don't love it because of the gore and all of that stuff. That's not why, why it's my jam. I love it because they're, it's really well written characters. Uh, and, and the stuff that's going on around the murders is really interesting. Um, and Hannibal is, is just great. He's yeah. creepy and great. And, and every week he's feeding the, uh, um, the, our main character's boss. He's, he's like having him and his wife over and feeding them people. Every week, it's great. Ooh. Oh man, oh, wow. is that is that Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's basically Manhunter or Red Dragon as a TV show. Actually, even a prequel to that because they're never they're not to the Tooth Fairy or anything like that. So hmm. it's all before that uh, when Hannibal's still free and a professor and everything or a, a psychiatrist. Cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, also, apparently, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are not from another planet. Yeah, it's not. Just that. In case we already didn't. knew this. <laughs> the internet did not. Michael uh, Bay must right, listen to wrong. our podcast. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's going to now after after we've talked so many yeah. good things about Pain and Gain. Um, or most. No, I, I knew all along. It was just probably just uh, media outlets exaggerating the story. Um, he probably said something, and he's probably in, when he speaks about his art, he was yeah. probably so wrapped up in how he orchestrates his world. That sometimes he comes off and says things he doesn't really yeah. understand that they probably get interpreted differently by people. Right. So people heard the alien part, like, oh, they're going to be aliens. But no, the origin of the ooze is from Utrams and they're aliens yeah. in the comic books. So that makes sense. And that's why I believed it all along. But didn't didn't Eastman and Laird say that, like, or one of them read the script and say it was an abomination? Uh, Peter Laird did. Uh, he hasn't been on board since he sold it, so but oh, he okay. sold it, so it's his own fault. Um, <laughs> and Eastman um, has been on board with everything, but he hasn't really done much to dispel all the rumors. He's really like, oh, oh yeah, he, that's exactly what he's doing. You know, that well, kind too, of I mean, that's smart too because you're building interest in the movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he works on the new comics, and he like he doesn't own the property anymore, but Eastman is involved in uh, you know creative capacities. Um, right. So that's a good sign um, if he's. Uh, his influence from the comics is in there. So cool. And I, I've met both of them. Peter Laird's kind of a not as personable guy. He's mm-hmm. a good guy, but he's uh he's not uh as outgoing. More reclusive, yeah. He's more reclusive, yeah. Um so I have a great cool. picture of uh Eastman flipping me off. 
from San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, Brad was getting his books signed by him, and I was just going to take a picture of it. And so there's a picture of him flipping me off because he thought I was like heckling stranger, Brad or yeah. something. Yeah. Says, oh, no, man, I just take pictures. Oh, I didn't know you were with him. He's really funny about it. Yeah. like, sorry about that. That's yeah. awesome. It's pretty good. Anytime I've ever talked to him, he's been just been like excited to like do stuff and sign stuff for me. He even signed, like uh, drew an internal on my shoulder for, as a tattoo design. But it washed off like the next day. I know, I that's why I uh, I won't say what comic place we went to that was auctioning off his sketches, and he, they put a price tag on them for three hundred bucks. And I said, like, "But Brad got those for free when he was at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con, personalized." <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked last week about Daredevil coming back to Marvel. Now Ghost Rider and Blade have gone back to Marvel as well, which means like all uh, you know, Marvel Knights. Yeah, oh, dude, they should totally start a Marvel Knights run. Like, you wouldn't have to do but anything. But does Disney have the balls to make a mature Marvel movie? Sure. Yeah, like release it under Touchstone. Could, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, release it as Touchstone. Um, I mean, if 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 they can make a Ghost Rider or a Blade or a Daredevil that's that's good and makes money, why would Disney care? Well, Disney, Blade Disney makes money. Yeah, Disney makes adult films. I know they well, should. they have the Punisher also. You think they'll make a Punisher? I hope no, because it's <laughs> failed twice. Yeah, like, Three times. That's different. Dolph Lundgren, anybody? Yep. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, like especially Blade, that people really love the Blade movies. Does you anyone could... else think the, like the Thomas Jane Punisher is not that bad? I really yeah, love. I, like I it, love yeah. it. I love that movie. Yeah, straight up. Uh, Punisher fans hate it, but I think it's great. Um, yeah. yeah. And then very lastly, we missed this last week, but they're making Ratchet and Clank movies. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah. there's a um, teaser trailer online. Is that what you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they looked, released last week. Those yeah, games are lots humor. of fun. Yeah. yeah, the humor looked pretty good. I, I, I'm optimistic about it. I Absolutely. love the games. Oh, yeah. So yeah, are they just going to take the CG models of the characters from the games, or are they going to do, like, humans incorporated no, into it's like, gonna the No, it's going to be Sony Pictures Animation, I think, is doing it. So, yeah. like, the Dr. Seuss-style stuff? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It'll be like that. I mean, it'll probably still be. It'll probably be animated in a way that looks more like the video game. You know, it, actually, it'll probably just look exactly like the cinematics. I would be surprised if they upscaled it or anything like that. That would be. I think that would kind of be silly. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think it, I'd love those games, and and uh, I think they would naturally turn oh, yeah. into a movie really well. I mean, it's a, a sci-fi cat with his sidekick robot. I mean, yeah. it's cool. And the characters are really goofy, but yeah. also have like there's always like a a bit of a an adult innuendo to it yeah. that's that's fun. So I think it'll be good. I have a Sly Cooper movie next, dude. dude. Oh, Sly and then Cooper they can start story. making good video game movies. Is that what we're talking about? Or Jack and Daxter? That's the other. Jack oh, Daxter, and then Uncharted. Home. They could make Uncharted. They did. It's Uncharted. called Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no! no I'm no. just kidding. totally different. Totally different. <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't have Elena. All I care about is Elena. I love Nathan Drake. All I care about is Elena. <laughs> yeah. Agree to disagree. Jerk. Totally. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. It's my turn to go into the collection of the long box and pull out a comic for you to enjoy in this week's Comic Book Corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Surprise, guys. I, I couldn't find a comic for Denver Comic Con people. Uh, give me next week, and I'll hopefully can dig out one. Uh, so this week, I'm actually going to pick Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 22, which is uh, brilliant. Uh, it's the last part of the Venom War, which uh, if you've been reading Ultimate Spider-Man, um, it's not Peter Parker. He died. And Miles Morales is this 13-year-old boy who got bit by a spider as well. 
and he has different spiders in Spider-Man, but he and he doesn't have the responsibility yet. So uh, my biggest complaint with Ultimate Comics Spider-Man with Miles Morales is it's taking so long for him to get going. It's it's only it was basically a 21 issue origin story for him, hmm. and uh, in, in the latest arc, I think it's four or five parts is this venom comes back and he knows who's Sp- or he thinks he knows who spider-man is so he shows up at miles's apartment and he starts threatening he wants to- he thinks miles's dad is spider-man because uh spider-man has something he needs venom feeds off spider-man's adrenaline it's a goofy comic thing well anyways in 22 um maria hill who is now who's used to be the director of shield in the old ultimate comics after ultimatum, she became New York's like superhero crime lady. You know, her as Colby Smulders in uh, the Avengers movie. Exactly. So she, she shows up to miles apartment and knows that miles is Spider-Man. And he says, you know, don't tell my, don't tell my parents. And, uh, his dad's rush to the hospital because a venom attacks him. And she says, you need to get to the hospital because venom's tearing apart the hospital. And you're the only one who can get there before, um, you know, the police and stuff. So Miles goes there and he's fighting the I mean, this Venom in this is huge, even bigger than the Venom in Spider-Man comics. And he's fighting him and he's trying to stop him. And uh, as he's stopping him, uh, the Venom kills this police officer. Mm-hmm. And Miles's mother picks up the gun because she realizes that Miles is Spider-Man. And so she screams, you know, get off my son and shoots him. And he turns and he's getting ready to kill him. And uh, Miles has this like stinger in his hand. And he puts all his venom in venom and it distracts him enough. And then the other cops start shooting at venom and they kill the guy who's in venom mm-hmm. and he falls over and then miles drops down. And he's like, we did it. But the cops also shot his mom. And so, oh. so his, his mother, um, he grabs his mom and he, she's, she's dying and, uh, she looks at him and she says, miles, don't tell your father that you're Spider-Man. And, uh, and, and then she actually dies. She dies. Oh, that's fucked. It's it's a great comic. Um, oh man, it's it's the best Ultimate Spider-Man's been in a long time. And wow. I read an interview with Bendis, and twenty three takes place a year after that issue. No way. So there's a year that passes with him out with him not being Spider-Man. <gasps> uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what direction it takes. And I I wish he told the story faster. Yeah. But now I really appreciate the story he told. Wow. Because I mean he's a thirteen year old kid and he's Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's. And it's a different sense of responsibility. Peter Parker made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of an accidental Spider-Man. So um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So pick up 22. It's really great. That's and it's cool. the last issue drawn by Sarah Pachilli, and she's really good. And it sounds really like, uh, at the very least, pick up 20, 20 what, 4 now? 23. 20, no, I mean what the next one is. Yeah, it's 23. That means that, this that, one's that's 22. Be a good this one's 23. On. Yeah. So pick cool. it up. It's great. Uh, so, yeah. That's a comic book for the week, and I awesome. totally spoiled it for everybody. So yeah, you did, especially me who is reading that book but is eight issues behind. Yeah, well, that's my fault. The, the whole the whole Venom War is really good. Cool, cool, cool. So pick Looking it forward up. Forward to it. This week on Real Nerds, we went and saw Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Finally, a new Robert Downey Jr. movie. I've waited <laughs> a year for a new one. Um, uh, Charlie, have you you've yes. listened? You've seen? You've listened to the show, right? Yeah. So now we tell people if we should go see the movie. Should people go see Iron Man three? Yeah, yeah. I I would say definitely go check it out. I I enjoyed it. It was a slightly I would say it's a slightly different flavor of Iron Man movie. And I noticed you know John Favreau didn't direct it. I was actually wondering about that. I I tried not to read about it, uh, mm-hmm. reading about it too much before I went into it. Cool. And um, 
yeah, so it's not directed by him, and that might have something to do with it. But it's a cool. It, it's it's different, but it's it's well done. I liked it. Very cool, James. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's definitely more of a comedy than than I was expecting, or or at least than the other movies have been. But yeah, it's the same kind of way. It's it totally stands on its own um, from the other films, but uh, and and is a cool kind of departure after Avengers. Sets sets a new tone for Phase Two, um, but I I think it's absolutely a must see um, for sure. Yeah, Brad. No, run away from this movie. It's a hot <laughs> mess. Really? No, I'm just kidding. It's awesome. <laughs> I was like, you're laughing really loud next to me. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's really funny. I, I, what I enjoyed most of it was the writing and the humor. Yeah. Um, I I thought the overall uh, um idea of the movie with the extremist stuff was kind of over my head, and a lot of that is addressed in the early part. But I was distracted by those assholes who were yeah. dropping pistachio shells behind us <laughs> and talking about the movie constantly. Um, yeah. So that took me out of it. So um, I think I'll probably enjoy it more on a second viewing. But it was really the humor, obviously Robert Downey Jr.'s performance again, um, and some other uh, characters who were introduced uh, made the movie for me. So, oh, this movie was shit. Of course, I love this movie. <laughs> but I, I will say too, I think it's the best Robert Downey Jr.'s been as Tony Stark because mm-hmm. I think he was given a little more to do. Yeah. Um, you're right. The comedy is there, and I think that comes from Shane Black as a director, where he's a really good co- buddy guy director. Um, and there's parts in the movie that totally hit on that and we'll talk about it after uh remember we're going to spoil this there's a lot of spoilers in this movie so make sure you see the movie if you want to see if you haven't seen it yet um and here's the trailer um and hearing robert downey jr's sexy voice
Can I get two things out of the way before I forget about them? Sure. Um, I didn't enjoy the voiceover for Tony Stark. I thought yeah. it was out of place compared, considering the other two don't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I didn't like, um, sorry, yeah, I didn't, it's kind of like the rest of the movie is set up to be this mystery that he has to solve, but they reveal right away in the beginning like what's behind it. So it's more like the movie's just summarizing how we got to this point. So you mean you mean the fact that they reveal that Guy Pierce is the bad guy? Yeah, like you know really early on that he's. Well, see, I think but actually I the reveal of uh, okay, okay, see this movie immediately because yeah, 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 it's a huge yeah, yeah. play right away. Yeah, I think the reveal of who the Mandarin is is genius. That yeah. is surprising. Yeah, that was cool. Because, yeah. you know, and I was a little disappointed because I really enjoyed. Ben Kingsley's Mandarin, it, it's, and it's, to find that he's yeah. not that is like, oh, yeah. you're disappointed. <laughs> but at the same time, when that moment happened, when you know Tony breaks into this place and he's all prepared for this war, and and by the way, do you notice Iron Man killed like thirty people in this movie? Yeah, that's awesome. Iron Man totally kills people. And anyway, so he's going through this mansion, and you know, there's all these like sexy girls around, and you're basically thinking, what the fuck is going on in the the Mandarin's house? And you get there, and because they even set up that shot before the master's here, and you know he takes off his hood and don't look him in the eyes. Yeah, don't look him in the yeah. eye. And the only reason you don't look him in the eyes is because he's some goofy fucking actor. Yeah, who, which I think is actually pretty genius. Where you take what American people are afraid of, and that's a Middle Eastern terrorist, mm-hmm. and you're the, an American is the terrorist who's paying him money to be his face and his voice. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it was a little odd when you know he started uh, acting all goofy when he came out because you're so used to seeing him as you'll never see me coming. And, yeah, and then it you know it goes to him just being this goofy fucking thespian and who's a junkie. It's it's a really chain black moment. <laughs> I think I think the other thing that's brilliant about it is that it's a moment when they are able to surprise the fans. Agreed. They they did something where every fan. Uh, who knew about the Mandarin went into this and felt like, oh, I know all about. I mean, I I know about the Mandarin. I know the little nods that I know why Guy Pierce has dragon tattoos at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but when that moment happened, I was like, holy shit! Like you totally pulled one over on me in a way that I didn't expect you were you were capable of doing or wouldn't expect that you would do. Um, I think that's the thing about it that impresses me the most is that it it means that they can they can tell a story like we think we know from the comics, but but completely surprise us. It was also kind of cool that it was Tony Stark infiltrating that house and he wasn't in Iron Man mode, you know, yeah. he was kind of, it was kind of like a secret agent vibe and, you know, the other two Iron Man movies, it's like when he's kicking ass, you know, like physically kicking ass, it, he's in his Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. So that was also kind of the the different it, vibe. It, it was almost frustrating how much he wasn't in the Iron Man suit. Well, I suit. think too, because they're, they're playing on the fact that, uh, I mean, he said it in the first one, or, or maybe it's the second one. Iron Man and Tony Stark are the same. I am mm-hmm. Iron Man. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. So that's the whole play on it. I, to me, it's you know that's what they're trying to say is it's not the suit that makes a hero. It's the man who makes the hero. Yeah. Um. And you know he's he's dealing with the after. I mean, he died in the Avengers when he went into the wormhole and fell out. And I, I guess before yeah. the Hulk hit him, he like re snapped into yeah, it. He but, died for yeah. like a few minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that plays a huge part in. It, and he's totally damaged by it. He has anxiety from it, and there's great moments with Don Cheadle and, um, you know, Pepper Potts, who I was never really a big fan of. Gwyneth Paltrow, I still not, but you know, I think she's I think she's really good in this one. Yeah, but you know, you see their uh, how they have this dynamic, and Tony still has his eccentrics, but he's he's kind of taken aback now. He you know he realizes he's vulnerable, that he's not, you know, invincible as Iron Man, and he might need help. 
and uh, I thought it was played really well. And it even goes, there's a couple um, um, buddy cop movie moments, you know, where he gets his sidekick is that little boy, Harley. Oh, dude. I loved Harley. It was so much fun. It was was genius because it it plays on what the cliches, you know, you know, the, the kid who lost his father and then, you know, the line that Tony says, he says, you, you know, because he's about to leave. He says, you're just going to leave me here? Like, my father's like, yeah, don't be a pussy. Everybody's father leaves at one point. <laughs> and he drives <laughs> off in his car. <laughs> and it's it's like Tony cares about him, but he wants him to, I don't know, man up. And, yeah. and I saw that because I just watched Iron Man 2. And remember, Tony's father was the same way to him where he was always saying, hey, quit doing this, quit doing this. But when it came down to it, he was actually teaching him how to be self-reliant, things, self-reliant yeah. and yeah, I, I just loved it. And you know, the little kid was great in it, um, hamming it up and he's like, you leave me outside in the cold. And <laughs> he didn't care. It was great. And there was clearly, Oh, sorry, Charlie. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I got a kick out of that scratch ticket line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He must've won cause he never came back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was a, there was a, a conscious effort to make uh, Tony Stark more of a, a, a like a man of the people in this yeah. movie because there there it's not it's not just Harley there's also Gary and and, uh, and other characters that he he runs in that he runs into Gary. that are, he's just like sort of like friends with sort of um or, 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 or like or like the whole detective thing like when he's meeting the 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 guy's mom and stuff like that where he's mm-hmm. just sort of a dude. Um, hell, there's even a scene early on where he and Rhodey are having lunch at some bar, and mm-hmm. it was almost distracting because I'm sitting there going, "How are these people not all coming going around going like, oh, you're holy shit, you're Iron Man, man?'" <laughs> I know he leaves a suit you know? outside next to the motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like or he says, "I loved you in the Christmas story to that little kid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have lunch there every day. I guess that's the excuse, but um, it was just weird. <laughs> I thought, uh, the, kid, the kid wanted the the crayon drawing sign yeah. there was some level yeah. of fame but right yeah was I, know, just I, know like, though, I was distracting like you know i'm staring at the background going like why why is nobody staring at tony stark if i were there i'd just be staring at his mustache actually i'd probably run out of the bar because i know like maybe troubles about it <laughs> <laughs> troubles always looking for the heroes the mandarin's gonna find this guy like oh shit there's a superhero in this bar i'm out of here yeah you know don't know who's gonna show up i think guy pierce was good oh yeah really good oh, yeah. Was great yeah and it, again it's you kn- you don't know where the villains are. Yeah. And, I, you know, the Tony Stark's uh, name tag killed me. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- things, little nods like that. John Favreau was really good as the head of security as, you know, he wouldn't let anybody <laughs> in. They had to have a badge. and Yeah. I like I like the flashback to 1999 because they're playing that Blue Daba D song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what, what a better weird song. way to start the movie! Oh man, I, no, I got scared for a second. I was like, oh, this is gonna be cheesy, like bad, <laughs> bad jokes. Here we go. Like, yeah. Really, this 13 year old flash in the pan uh, song, <laughs> but no, it redeemed itself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I think that that moment, um, that that moment with the with the uh, name tag, like you said, is actually really cool. Like their callback to that at the mm. end is is kind of inventive. Um, and what that just what that means for him as a character yeah it's really just a cool. little character thing that you know someone thought of and yeah. put it in the movie well and, and this idea that like back then he was still as smart as he is now he just w- wasn't using any of it yeah um the movie was, also sorry the movie also posts a lot of fun in like uh the cliches of these movies like when uh, tony stark is in the compound and he breaks out of his chains he starts fighting all the guys with the parts of the iron man suit that are ready yeah and then there's that one uh henchman who just like drops his gun he's like 
I don't even want to be uh, here. Like these guys are crazy. Yeah, these guys, it's too weird here. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, it, uh, it is. It's fun. It plays on it. Um, it's it's a really well done movie. I mean, I thought the special effects were amazing. Yeah. Um, there's only a couple of times where it looked a little goofy, but and I mean, it's, when, it's usually like the faces in the suit. Exactly. But I mean, when he was, uh, you know, his mansion was crashing into the ocean, which you saw a little bit of it in the trailers, but when you saw it as a whole. Was really well done. Uh, yeah. The people falling out of Air Force One. Yeah, oh, that was, was one really of my cool. favorite scenes. And, and I thought he's in the suit the whole time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And he's not even in the suit. And they set you up for that. And I mean, I yeah. thought it was cool that you know the extremist thing. He was fighting superhumans. He wasn't yeah. fighting giant mechs or anything. He had to and superhumans who could kill him. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mentioned it before. You know, he's he that one dude. He blasted through his freaking chest so he yeah. wouldn't come back to life. Yeah. And it, it's. It's. I thought it was really cool and it was really well done. And I loved at the end too when Rhodey and Stark were infiltrating their um, oil rig, to and it was it flashed back to Lethal Weapon. You know, Murtaugh and Riggs and uh, yeah. you know they're running up the stairs and and he says, "What else should we be doing?" He's like, "You point your gun." No, we'll point your gun at something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole the whole banter about their guns not having the same ammo kind yeah. of type. Oh, that was fantastic. Man, just goofy stuff like that. And I mean, at the end, too, I mean, they've set it up that because, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not signed for Avengers 2. I mean, no, 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 uh, no. I believe he's signed for Avengers 2. He's not signed for Iron Man 4. No, his contract's done. So they're working on his contract right now. And they set it up in a way where maybe he doesn't need to be in it because he stopped being Iron Man. He blew up all his Iron Men. Um, He got his shrapnel removed. He got his power source removed yeah which is a no-brainer thing like why did he not have the surgery yeah two movies ago well I, well i think it's because he he always wanted to be a part of iron man and then through the course of third movie he realized that it's not part of him he can be iron man without it with the extremists and yeah because that, he figured it out before anybody else does he have that shrapnel removed in the comics at all or is he I, st- I don't know yeah the shrapnel uh, there are multiple versions of like the origins of iron man and, and some of them he's not he the shrapnel's not a thing um so yeah it i think i think the the like the the modern arc is the shrapnel but i don't think he has it anymore because yeah it is it is sort of a silly thing that like once he becomes iron man it's a it's a MacGuffin to get him or not a MacGuffin. it's a it's a catalyst to get him to become iron man once he is he doesn't have to have the shrapnel anymore um it's just weird now that he spent all that time in two trying to find a power source to keep it generating when he should just he should just take yeah. it out <laughs> yeah create yeah. a new element you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. a new he element out of, of his way in chemistry uh, you know too uh, kind of an unsung hero of all these movies too is paul bettany as uh jarvis oh yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, he's always kind of funny he has to be kind of witty um for a computer and i felt bad for him in this one yeah mm, gets his mm. shit rocked yeah he does and you know gary the fanboy was amazing <laughs> Uh, is this, oh, I'll, I'll check, yeah. out, check out my tattoo. It's it's off a lifelike doll I made of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really like the scene when uh, going back to the part where he's tied to that uh, bed frame, and it's it's another one of those scenes where it catches you off guard, like you were talking about, where you know he's waving his hands and the henchmen are like, you know, what the hell are you doing? And then he he asks the one guy, "Hey, how far is it from Miami to that town in Tennessee?" And he's like, "Without missing a beat, eight hundred thirty-two miles, or whatever that whatever <laughs> really that exact math. amount." Yeah, was. Good math. yeah, you're right because it's basically just saying this is stupid, and I'm going to tell you why it's stupid. You know, <laughs> so he has a line. With, I'm good with math, so yeah. you don't have to. De- it, it, you know, you don't have to describe the scene anymore. That's <laughs> it. I'm I'm glad you brought up the thing about him doing the hand movements because we talked about this last night uh, after we saw it. 
I, I, I want to give props to whoever did the trailer for this movie because uh, one of the other ways that they were able to surprise me was that when when the house starts falling down from the trailer, we know, okay, the house is going to fall down. He's going to get a wire wrapped around his neck, and he's going to get dra- dragged to the bottom of the ocean. Well, what happens in that scene is he does the move, and the Iron Man suit goes to Pepper to save Pepper and get her out of there. And I was like, that is such a great idea. How awesome is that? And of course he would build it that way. But then, because I've seen the trailer so much, I'm going, holy shit, she's the one. Like, it suddenly... Suddenly, because I had unfortunately seen the trailer way too many times, just because of what we do and and the way advertising works, um, something that I thought I knew from the trailer was in question again. Now, it ended up still being the way it was in the trailer, um, but I I suddenly didn't know where I was. I I didn't feel like I knew what was going to happen next, and it was really cool. You know, Um, when uh, Pepper Potts died in the movie, I was like, oh, no, now it's going to ruin Spider-Man because people are going to expect it. They're going to think Spider-Man stole it from Iron Man. Uh, (laughs) But she did it. But I I thought they killed her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was shocking. Yeah. Um, But then I remembered that the extremist thing. Yeah. Um, Which I think they they pulled that off fairly well. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we haven't gotten a lot of, like, super villain, super villains yet in these movies. Like, there's often, like, an excuse for it but in this case it really was just like oh we Last injected ourselves and now we can breathe fire and like make things hot like <laughs> like they were like they were like mutants basically yeah um and i think they pulled that off fairly well and yeah even how i mean what's funny about the movie too is they had you know, john don Cheadle had that line he says you breathe fire yeah because it's stupid like <laughs> yeah. why why is he breathing fire well he he breathes fire because he's a stand-in for the dragon that the mandarin gets yeah. the rings from for the beginning yeah it's not really a dragon it's an alien from a different planet I think it's cool that in all the movies, well, it like increasingly so, but like in Iron Man 2, Mickey Rourke had those electric whips, you know, that were yeah. really, you know, messing his suit up. And then, you know, the extreme heat, you know, like they managed to pull off, you know, pretty uh, pretty legit uh, villains and, and powers uh, that, that can be used against, you know, him and his suit. I yeah. think that's kind of a cool... You know, like it, it gives the audience, it reminds the audience that there's something out there that can give him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. And two, I was really disappointed that the audience was leaving during the credits of a Marvel movie. I'm like, what Idiots. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And that, that last scene was great. Yeah. yeah and when good. you find out why there's a voiceover in the movie, it's yeah. stupendous. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, and Wu Chen shows up too. Wu Chen is in the movie, who is the the person in the comics who originally kidnaps Iron Man and puts him in the cave where he builds Iron Man. Uh, which is cool. Like in that scene in the yeah. in 1990, he meets Wu Chen, which is crazy. Awesome. So I like that movie. Thank you for listening to us talk about Iron Man three. Next week is Real Nerds 100th episode. Whoa! Spectacular. Uh, I can't believe we made it this far. I know. Yeah. It's Haven't awesome. missed a week. Have I not missed a have week. Not missed a week in 100 episodes. We actually have more than 100 episodes, but the hundred is our hundredth consecutive week of seeing a movie and yeah. podcasting about it. So it's a, it's and even a, even that's a little bit in the air. It's our it's our hundredth mm. weekly episode. There was that one week where you uh, watched uh, Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness with Laura. Yeah, yeah. So that's, well, really and, t- but, but and then also, the artist alley. Um, yeah, because we well, didn't want to see Ice Age. Our first episode is two episodes because the week before yeah. we yeah. see a movie. I mean, and I mean, there's some episodes where we see four movies, so it yeah. doesn't matter. We're at hundred yeah. consecutive yeah. weeks. We're at hundred something. Hundred consecutive weeks of doing something. Let me just say, I really hope. Party whistles and confetti are both involved. Hopefully, wow, fuck, now I gotta buy party whistles there, and confetti. Yeah. There is gonna be a get together, yeah, to celebrate that you're invited to if you'd like to come. 
Very yeah, cool. You're now part of the show, man. Integrated. Oh, man. I hope I live mm-hmm. up to the expectations. You've exceeded them, <laughs> Charlie. If only we had the uh, uh, drive to go through all the episodes and like do look backs at things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah, the flashback <laughs> sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we we <laughs> have the, the flashback sound yeah. effect. It's the Turtles 4 back in time. Yeah, the time warp. <laughs> time, the warp. time warp, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, your first message cracked me up because you're the only one who's ever said that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite video games of all time. Oh. I, if I didn't get that, there's something wrong. <laughs> but I was like, That's the time warp sound effect. That's so very cool. cool. So. It. Next week we're seeing the Great Gatsby. Um, we'll have uh, I'll have to sit and think of something for the hundredth episode. I'll think yeah. of something cool. Um, I'll let you guys know, uh, mm. or don't, or don't. I well, think your plan is to figure out how to work uh, Star Trek into darkness into that week's episode. I, that was my original <laughs> plan because I really didn't want to make the Great Gatsby my hundredth episode. I Which wanted could to be, be good. It, it could, could be, be good. good. It could be good. But I wanted to go into a movie I knew was going to be good because how great the Star Trek previews are and all the like reviews I've been reading about it. I really want to see it. And so I was like, man, I gotta find a good way to get Star Trek, but yeah, you know, whatever. The Great Gatsby will be my hundredth episode. Better to kick off our second hundred episodes with a really good movie. Exactly. So from all of us at the Real Nerds, thank you for listening for ninety nine episodes and listen to our hundredth one. We hope you listen to thousands more and on the Real Nerds podcast. Charlie, thank you for coming on yeah, and Charlie, making music for us. For and, awesome. and where is a place where we can watch you do music? Or is there a place we can like you on Facebook to find out what you're doing in music? I don't know the answer of it. Yeah. Uh, look up my uh, my moniker. It's kind of like Trent Reznor has Nine Inch Nails. Well, Charlie has uh, Spark Mandrill. And uh, look up Spark Mandrill on Facebook. And uh, I know you like video games, Ryan. Absolutely. Name that video game. Spark Mandrill. Fuck. Did I, did I actually stump you? You stumped it? Me. Oh, shit. It's Me- Mega Man X. Oh, oh my gosh. god! It That's is. a blemish on you right there. It's horrible. I love Mega Man. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I mean, look, he's he's tattooed on me. I love Mega oh, Man. That's badass. I'm such an idiot, man. Anyway, shame. But Spark Mandrill on Facebook. Yeah, check it out, people. Yeah. Cool. So thank you, Charlie. I hope uh, as your theme song permeates in the background. And I'm hearing it right now. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing it right now. So now, you, now we, dude, we now have a theme song. It only took us 99 episodes, <laughs> but a theme song ain't one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Jay Z. Bye, bye. See ya. Nebus Vicious Production.